And it was so aggravating because I was like, what do you mean you're not going to take my word that I'm your wife, that I don't lie to you, but your son is always lying? Right. But nobody wants to believe that their spouse is lying or that their kid is lying. I suppose, but my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 168 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. And if you like today's podcast, please leave us a review wherever you listen to this wonderful podcast. David, you sound like a Southern woman. (laughs) (laughs) Like Aunt B off Mayberry. (laughs) <laughs> is that what it is? Off Mayberry, off the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to read us a review? All right. Yep. Let me read a review. So here we go. This is from Expert Chaos Manager. <laughs> hey, that's my title too. <laughs> is it? Uh, so the title is Saving Me One Podcast at a Time. And he or she writes, The struggle has been real. I wish I would have known about Nacho six years ago may have saved so much heartache and tears. Baby steps to Nacho. It is hard letting go of control over my household since I am the one who thrives in a structured environment. The advice and hearing what others have gone through is helping me so much on a day-to-day basis. Yay. There we go. Well, thank you, expert chaos manager. She realizes that she's the one that needs the structured environment. Mm-hmm. Yep. The others don't. Yep. That's true. But it causes her stress because of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we we're so glad that we were able to help this person one podcast at a time. Because it would be hard to listen to more than one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. And thank you. Organized chaos lady or whatever you are. (laughs) Experts chaos manager. Yeah, expert chaos manager. Thank you for leaving a review. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So leave your review and it might be read on a future podcast. (laughs) Yeah, what David said. (laughs) So what else you got going on today? (laughs) Not a lot. But go ahead and tell people about the Nacho Kids Academy, David. And then we'll talk about our guest today. So it's amazing how many people come to us and they say, but I want to learn how to nacho properly. And I want to learn how to lower my stress and I want to improve my blend. And I've tried to do it using the information that you have on nachokids.com, but I really need more than that. I need some structure to that information and more in-depth help. And we're like, dude, Nacho Kids Academy, it's where it's at. It's what it's for. It's why we build it. That's right. So go check it out. NachoKidsAcademy.com. All right. We must add a disclaimer to this podcast. There is discussion of sexual abuse, violence, miscarriage, and witchcraft. That is a smorgasbord, if I've ever heard of one. I paused because I was waiting for your response, David. I I know you were. I could see it in your face. It's like, good grief. I don't know that we've ever had that disclaimer. <laughs> nope, we haven't. <laughs> All right. That'll be in- interesting to listen. Our guest today, <laughs> sorry, I can't, la- can't help but laugh, is a husband's wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She no longer calls herself a stepmom. You know, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Go ahead. It's It's the... Why can't we get rid of the mom part of stepmom or at least have another option? Now, I know some people go into the, you know, bonus mom. I mean, anything is still a mom. Like, let's just get rid of it. Well, step she person. completely got rid of the step person, the whole thing. <laughs> she is husband's wife. Yeah. Well, that's technically what she is. She's been blending for 10 years. Her husband has two kids. <laughs> one that's 22 and one that's 15. So she doesn't have any stepkids, he just, but he's got two bio kids. That's right. That's right. <laughs> she has six hours kids, one on the way and one in heaven. Oh, 
ages 10 to come and soon. <laughs> to come and soon. <laughs> wow. You know, the more I think about it, though, the whole witchcraft thing, you know, maybe it's might be the first time we've had that as a disclaimer, but I think a lot of stepmoms get called witches. So it's probably not the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do find this interesting. Y'all may not. I look for patterns and things. Her kids are boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. Oh, now we know what the next one is. We shall see. One of the stepkids has threatened to kill them all with a knife. Oh. She won't allow a stepdaughter around her kids until the stepdaughter gets married. She doesn't agree with her being pregnant and shacking up and doesn't want her other kids thinking that's okay. Hmm. That's a tough situation to be in on, on every side, yeah. even the, even the bio parent side, you know, kids make some decisions. Her husband agrees. Agrees with her. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is kids make decisions sometimes, oftentimes that are not what the parents would like to see happen. And then it puts the parent in a position where now you've got to figure out, is this the hill you're going to die on? Is this where you're going to draw the line? Are you going to chance losing a relationship with the kid or even the grandkids um, as they come along? I mean, just just all this stuff happens, which is why when you're in, for example, a Facebook group and you post something like that and all these people are like, if I was you, blah, 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 <laughs> they, they're not going to have to suffer the consequences of whatever decision you make. So it's easy for them to pop off with their opinion. But it's difficult when you're in that situation, even when you're in the same household. If I'm the step parent and, and Lori's faced with this decision, it still affects her in a different way than it affects me. And it's very difficult to understand what that feels like. Yes. All right. That's all I'm telling y'all about this. All right. Let's get to listening. Today, we have a husband's wife as a guest. <laughs> Hey, husband's wife. How are you doing? Good, and yourself? Good. So, do you have stepkids, or did you, with your husband? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I don't like to refer to them anymore as stepkids. I actually resigned to that kind of position, so to speak. But yes, my husband has two older children, 22-year-old girl and a 15-year-old boy. Okay. And how long have you been blending? Too long to count. <laughs> so I, so it's crazy because I know my husband for 20 years now. And when I first met him, he had the 22-year-old. At some point, we dated because he was only with the baby mama at that time because there was a kid. But then they split. They had a very toxic relationship. And um, so I know that little girl since she was three years old. And then he broke up with me and went back with her and then eventually had another child. Mm -mm. Uh huh. And then after that, I said, don't ever look for me again, but he still did eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 2009, we got together again. Yeah. <laughs> so since 2009, let's say we've been blending. Wow. Yeah. So you've got a little history there. Yes, very long history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he must have realized he messed up and figured he would stalk you and drive you crazy or you would give in. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I would change my phone number like every six months and he would find it some way, somehow. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, he, he knew he messed up. I mean, he knew he messed up from the, from the beginning, like... He always told me that he fell in love with me, that there was something different about me. But I know there's a lot of people that don't believe in witchcraft, but there was witchcraft involved. And that stuff is serious. Oh, yeah. You can't be messing with that stuff. And so she did a number on him. And that's why he went back after we were dating. And that's how the other child, so to speak, happened. It's a witchcraft, baby. Pretty much. I'm kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but. Well, here's the thing, Lori. Witchcraft is very real. It is very real. My husband has always had doubt that these two kids are his. Okay. And so we're dealing with a very complex situation here. <laughs> yes. 
So anyway, so yeah, so then that baby happened and went up, but I've been in their lives since they were fairly young. However, because baby mama was so crazy and she's out of this world, she has always alienated them against me. And today we are seeing the fruit of that alienation. Okay. So you meet your husband, your future husband. He's got mm-hmm. kids. He's got one kid. He has one kid. Yeah. Right. Y'all date. He breaks up with you, goes back to witchcraft, baby mama. Yep. Has another kid. Mm-hmm. Breaks the witchcraft spell <laughs> and goes and finds you again. Yep. Okay. Pretty much. Now, you don't have any kids of your own, correct? Of my own without him? No. Okay. Do you have any hours kids with him? Do y'all have a kid together? We have six children. Excuse me? One in heaven and one on the way. (laughs) So right now, a total of eight and then minus one. Eight minus one. Okay. Hang on a second because I take take notes and I didn't leave enough. Are you okay? I didn't leave enough space for all this. Okay. So you have six hours kids. Mm-hmm. And one on the way. And one on the way. Yeah. And then you've got one in heaven. Yes. So eight total. Absolutely. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. What are their ages? Or do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Uh, well, my oldest is going to be 10 next Friday. Then my daughter who follows him is six. Then I have a five-year-old boy. Then we have three-year-old twins, boy and girl. And then the baby is one-year-old. And he's a boy. And what we're expecting, it's a surprise. We will find out once the baby's born. Coming soon <laughs> to a yep. theater near you. <laughs> near you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the 10-year-old is boy or girl? It's a boy. Six-year-old? A boy. Girl. And then the five-year-old. I got everybody else. A boy. Okay. So this was a girl. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> That's what my daughter, my oldest, is expecting. Yeah, because you keep you have this boy, girl, ba- boy, girl, boy, girl thing going on. Yeah. She was really upset when she met, when she saw the baby being born and that it was a boy and not a girl. Aww. She stepped out of the room. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> so how often do you have your stepkids? Uh, I don't have them anymore. Okay. So back in 2000 something, I can't remember the dates anymore. But anyways, she was 15 and he was seven years younger, whatever that is. They came to live with us because that was after my husband ended up marrying her after the second kid. Mm -hmm. And so after they split up, she ended up coming to live with us because the mom became hardcore alcoholic and drug user and she neglected them a lot. And at that point, his daughter wanted to be with us. Well, she always wanted to be with us since she met me, since she was three years old. And I think that's why one of the reasons why their mom hates me so much, because she always used to be like, I want to go live with daddy and sissy. By the way, sissy is not my name, but that's what she would call me. (laughs) (laughs) And so at 15, she came to live with us. And then eventually we took the sign during that same time period. And this was in 2015-ish. When I was given birth, after I gave birth to my second daughter. And they lived with us for almost two years. It was very challenging. I always saw them as my own. So I always treated them as my own. And I had the same expectations I would have for my own children. And now, last September, I realized that I was wrong for doing that. But I didn't know any better. And because society was expecting me to also be their mom, but not their mom. Right. To love them like my own, but they're not mine. I treated them like my own. You know, if I gave my own consequences, they had consequences. But my my own were too little at that time for consequences and stuff like that. And then the on the flip side, my husband would play the Disney parent all the time. And so he never saw anything wrong with their attitudes. He never saw anything wrong with their behavior. I mean, they were just perfect in his eyes, no matter the disrespect and whatnot. And so... I was always a disciplinarian Mm -hmm. and my husband wouldn't do anything about it. He would just follow my lead kind of thing. And so I was the parent. He let you be the bad guy. Yep. And so from that, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of resentment during that time period too. We also find out that she had lost her virginity and that was a big deal to me because 
she was too young. And that's one thing I always try to protect her from. And so that was very hard for me. It was very painful to deal with. I thought I was being a good influence in her life. But, you know, always the negative is stronger. And since she grew up in that environment, everybody had kids at 15, 14, 17 years old in, in their family. So I guess it was normal. And so after that time period, after those two years of hell, I wanted to homeschool them because I wanted to give them the same thing I would give them my other children. It was just hell. And my husband lost his job. At this point, I'm pregnant with my third son. And he lost his job and we lost our, our home. And we ended up stuck at his parents' house, which is another story. My husband's mom hates my guts when she used to love me, but now she hates me because in her mind, I was the cause of the split. Because remember, they knew me when the little girl was three, and then they knew me again after the boy was born. And so in their minds, well, the witch mama always made it seem like I was the one at fault for their breakup. When it was not like that, she was a very loose woman. And she was always sleeping around. Mm -hmm. And so I was not the cause of the split, but she made it look like that. And so his mom always ignored everything she knew. Because as a matter of fact, it was his mom, the one that told me the first time we dated, Mm -hmm. that they all had doubts that his daughter was his. Wow. Yep. And so then I became the bad guy. And so during that transition, my, his parents were not, they have never been very, Loving towards our kids, they've always preferred the two older ones and they make it very seen and I couldn't take it anymore. So I went to go live with my parents and my husband stood with his parents. And Mm -hmm. during that transition, his daughter had the audacity to say that I abused them physically, that Um. she didn't want to go back to live with us. And for a moment, my husband believed it. And so absolutely, his parents believed it. So I was more than bad. And so even though I didn't agree that they would stay living there, I was like, okay, because he said, yes, they were going to stay there. So two years passed by. And in 2019, I was like, well, you should bring your son. Cause at this point she's already out of high school. And I was like, cause you know, nobody's taking care of him. Nobody's loving him like their own and whatnot. And we brought him to live with us. And my husband was like, no, I don't want to, because I don't want our peace to be mess with but I felt so bad so compelled you know like this poor kid is there he could be with us he could be having a family and I brought him to live with us and I started having visions at nighttime well no I started having visions when he started living with us that he would go to the kitchen grab a knife and try to kill us and so at that point I didn't tell my husband anything because I was like oh my gosh my emotions are out of control what the heck is going on with me (laughs) But then we were living at, in Texas at the time, and we moved to North Carolina. And when we moved to North Carolina, his behavior started declining really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And one day, we used to read Proverbs of the day every day. And this day, this was a week after I miscarried my baby. We were reading Proverbs of the day, and I was, and I said, "Well, what does catches your attention about this?" Proverbs kid too. And he was like, Oh, about a a hateful heart. And I'm like, Why do you have a hateful heart? And he wouldn't talk. And I said, Is it because of your mom? Because at this point, their mom totally abandoned them. She doesn't reach out for them or anything like that. So they haven't seen her in, in like four or five years. And he was like, Yeah. And so eventually it led me to ask him if his mom ever sexually abused him. And he broke down and started crying and said, yes. And so I started seeking for all kinds of help for him because I thought that maybe this is true because she used to, he, they always used to say how he, she would sleep naked with him in the bed. And I thought that was weird, mm-hmm. but you know, and so I started asking him questions and whatnot and probing and he was saying, yes, we took it to the police, but they couldn't do anything because there was no proof i guess and now he's older so there was no way to like really tell 
And he tried to call the mom and ask ask her about it, but she wouldn't she wouldn't say anything. In fact, she felt offended that he would actually come up with this. So it was kind of weird. Is she really telling the truth? Is he telling the truth? Well, months went by and at this point he has already he had already tried to hit me twice. Just because he was not happy that I was telling him about homeschool and his schoolwork and whatnot. The first time my husband was there, the second time my husband was walking through the door when he attempted to hit me. And so we had to sit down with him and he eventually told us that he has thought about killing us. That in Texas, he went to the kitchen and grabbed the knife, went to try and grab a knife to try to kill us, but something stopped him. And after he walked away, I told my husband, I've been having these visions for months now and I thought it was just me. Mm. He didn't have much to say about it. He was just in shock. Then that same night, he gave us a letter where he was apologizing for his thoughts about wanting to kill us and praying to Satan to help him kill us all. What? And so, yep. And so after that day, I brought all my kids to sleep in the room with us. So for like seven months, all five children of mine slept in the room with me. And I will no longer feel safe around him. And I will keep him, you know, in his room and me and my kids in my room all day until my husband got home. (sighs) Wow. Yep. And so it was, it was a situation where if nobody was looking and he was alone with my kids, he will always do something to them. But I can't tell you what it was because my old, my kids will always come and complain, mommy, so-and-so did this to me. And then when we would confront him, he would say, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And so I had to stop for him to play with them if I was not supervising them. And it just became a horrible living situation. Mm-hmm. One day, my husband went to go take a shower. And before he went to go take a shower, I told him, hey, so-and-so go ahead and sweep the floor. And I was like, why? At this point, I had removed him from doing any chores because he will always do them terribly on purpose because he didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And for my own sake, I was like, that's it. No more chores for you. Whatever. Just eat and get out of my face kind of thing. Right. And my husband asked him to sweep and he, my back was turned to him, but then I turned around and he was no longer noticing that I was looking at him. He grabbed the broom and tried to hit one of my twins. Mm. And then he denied it. But I watched the whole thing. He said that it was an accident. And so then I had to deal with every time I would tell my husband something, it would be like, well, I didn't really see it. So please so-and-so behave and respect my wife. But that was it. And it was so aggravating because I was like, what do you mean you're not going to take my word that I'm your wife, that I don't lie to you, but you're Son is always lying. Right. But nobody wants to believe that their spouse is lying or that their kid is lying. I suppose, but my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your your son has lied to you to your face. Yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. So, so anyways, eventually last uh, March, towards the end of March, we were moving to a different apartment. And... We had a discussion. My husband was not around. I was asking him about his school because he had a mock trial where he had to participate and he was supposed to ask for help, but he never asked for help. And at that point, I was like, well, at this point, his sister had came to live with us when we moved to North Carolina. But then she wanted to live a crazy life when she knew that we were not going to allow those things and, you know, her having sex and stuff like that, living Mm -hmm. under a roof. So I had to kick her out. Wow. And my husband wasn't happy, but he wanted proof. And when I gave him proof, it was nasty proof. Right. He needed to have that proof. Yep. And so I showed him the proof and we had to kick her out. And she went to go live on her own. And then he just got worse. And so... That day, I was like, maybe you should go live with your sister. He was like, I don't want to go live with her. And I said, well, maybe you should. And I don't know what happened, but he tried to come at me 
and hit me again. And I was pregnant, eight months pregnant. Mm. I had to defend myself with that big old belly. (laughs) And at that point, I didn't tell anything to my husband because I'm like, okay, the first two times, you really didn't do anything. Every time I tell you he does something, you don't believe me. So I'm going to stay quiet. And I did. And I was getting ready to really, I really wanted to pack his stuff and drop him off at his sister's job. But I didn't want issues with my husband. So I had to like just suck it up. Well, in April, a close friend of ours lost her son, which this kid was, you know, that was his little buddy. And I spent six months serving this family day in and day out. Every day I would go to their house and help her cook and clean and whatnot because she was that distraught. And she was my very close friend. She was my confidant. I would tell her when I would have issues with this one child and she would try to help me. But she always looked at the picture as, well, we're a nuclear family. So we have to act like one. Until eventually in September, I couldn't take it anymore. And I went into two weeks of depression, straight depression around my uh, six-year-old daughter's birthday. Mm -hmm. And I would just cry and cry and cry and cry. And I just hated that part of my life as a step mom. Right. And so I said, I couldn't do it. I, I, I kept them saying, I can't do this anymore. I can do this anymore. I mean, his son stopped saying good morning. He, I would go pick him up from the private school he was in. He wouldn't say hello. Nothing. I was just ignored by him, disrespected by him. And then every time I would say something to my husband, hey, your son is disrespecting me. He would just be like, oh, why are you disrespecting her? Oh, I'm not. I didn't do that and whatever. And it mm-hmm. would just stay like that. And so in September, I started looking for some sort of help. And that's when I found the Natural Kids group on Facebook. But prior to that, I started naturaling without knowing about naturaling. I completely, I was like, that's it. This is your son. You're going to handle him. I'm not going to talk to him. I'll just serve him his food. And that's it. And I keep walking. I'm not doing anything for him anymore. And my husband didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. And he's always like, oh, you're always saying you're done with my kids. I thought you loved them. And I said, I love them. But if they're not going to respect me, right. I, I can only take so much. And besides, I mean, I have all these six little kids here. He's being a bad influence to them. I don't want them to grow up like that. I'm like, there's a reason why I homeschool. There's a reason why I'm home with them all the time. And so... We went to my daughter's birthday at this friend's house. And then soon after that, my dad got really sick and I had to go to Florida to go be with my dad. And I said, this is my moment to, because my husband kept on asking me, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? So I typed him this long email and I told him that day. And this is why you now are going to find out why I'm the husband's wife. I told him that day, I said, you know what? I said, I never thought that being with a man that had children was going to be the most difficult thing I had to endure in life. Mm-hmm. I said, your kids don't respect me. And part of the reason why they don't respect me is because of you. Right. A lot of it is their mom. A lot of the other part is you because you don't, you don't stand up for me the way you should as my husband. And you don't like to reprimand them. You don't like them to have consequences. But yet you will see how he is with our little ones. Oh, they do need to go through consequences, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they are going to be raised right. The other ones, it's almost like, I feel too guilty to have to deal with that. So anyway, so I wrote him this long email and I said, I no longer want to be referred to as a stepmom. I said, stepmoms suffer the most. We get to be criticized the most. While stepdads, for the most part, they tend to be heroes. I said, I have poured my entire life for them. I've done things and sacrificed things for them that I have yet even done for my own. Right. And I am not doing this any longer. I want nothing to do with your children. They're your children. They're not mine. And I said, I said, I was not in that bed when they were being made. And for all you know, you were not there either. <gasps> I sure did. I was like, I am sick and tired of this. I said, you should probably do a DNA test. And figure out because maybe, just maybe, things can change from that for the better. Oh, um, you wrote this in a letter. 
Yes. Okay. All right. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we had spoken about the whole DNA test many times, but he's scared. He's scared to know the truth that they're not his children. I can 100% understand that. And so, but he's constantly with that doubt in his mind. And I'm like, look, the Bible says that the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start loving them as yours because you raised them. So technically you are the dad. Right. But in the spiritual realm, there's so much that could be, that could change if there is really a third party involved. Because there's rejection that happens from the womb. Mm-hmm. And then you can show them love, but if there is a father that is missing, they're still going to feel rejected no matter what. Well, not only that, but to know your family history. Yeah. And when I say family history, I'm talking about as far as illnesses and medically and things like that. It is important well, to know those things. Well, not only that, well, now his daughter is pregnant, right? Uh-huh. And... Get him an ancestry DNA kit for Christmas and then get them one too. (laughs) (laughs) So his daughter is pregnant and I'm kidding, by the way. I'm kidding. (laughs) We've thought we've talked about that too. (laughs) His daughter is pregnant and he was like, Oh dad, blood type are you? (laughs) And he was like, Oh, negative. And do you know what blood type is my birth giver? And he said, Oh, negative. Are you sure, Dad? Yeah, I think so. Why? And she goes, because I'm A negative. And right there, we all look at each other in the face. And we're like, oh, hold up. Because O negative and O negative automatically, your children will be O negative. Right. (laughs) And we were like, oh, well, sign number one. Wow. Yeah. So when she got kicked out of the house, she spent over a year and a half without talking to me. And after she got pregnant... In this, this February, she reached out to me that she wanted me to be a part of her life and her children and her child's life. To a certain degree, it almost feels like, oh, well, you just need me now. So that's mm-hmm. why you're looking for me. Then she made a comment of me being her doula because, you know, I have home birds and I've done this so many times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, you want me as, as your doula in your birth? The boyfriend's mom got invited to be at the birth. And so it kind of bothered me. It mm-hmm. did bother me at the beginning because I was like, I've, I've known you since you were three years old. I've been in your life and you didn't ask me to be there, but you were asking this woman that you barely even know to be in something so private and so intimate like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, do you have um, that close of a relationship with her? And she said, oh yeah, yeah, she's really good. She treats me like her own. And I was like, <laughs> that was like a, you know, like a, like a stab in the back mm-hmm. because I was like, I treated you like my own all your life. Right. And then I said, so tell me how, what does she do that you feel like she treats you like, oh, oh, she paid for half of the midwife. She's always buying us food. She helped us get stuff for the apartment. I was like, at that point, I no longer felt bad. I was like, oh, really? It's just interest. Mm-hmm. like what she can do for you. Right. Okay. Okay. So then I ended up telling her, well, I am not going to be your doula because at that moment where you're going to be in pain and it's going to be, you know, tough. I said, you're not going to listen to my wisdom, even though I've done this six times already. Mm-hmm. I said, so I'm not going to be there. Sorry. Wow. Um, I said, I, I, I don't need that. And how did that go? She didn't say anything. She had nothing to say. Well, I need to back up because Go ahead. I forgot to ask what your husband said about the letter when you suggested that he go get her DNA tested. Oh, well, so my husband went and shared that letter with his friends that I told you about. And they were like, well, maybe we should keep your son while you guys figure this out. And I was in Florida and he called me. To tell me that. And I was like, that's not a good idea. I said, that is going to mess up the friendship. And he was like, well, I have no other option. I said, yes, you do. You have a, an older sister. He has an older sister that he can live with. And he was like, no, 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 no. Well, he spent, living, he spent there seven days. I mean, seven months living with his family. Until 
the sister reached out to me and then we talked about why he was leaving over there because she was not sure as to why he was leaving over there. And she said, how come I didn't get a call to get my brother with, to live with me? And I said, because your dad didn't want to. Well, he should be with me. And I said, well, then perhaps you should tell your dad that he should be with you because I agree, he should be with you. You have been his only constant person in his life all throughout his life. And so we met with her, my husband and I, and she told him, I want him to come live with me. And I also want to do the DNA test. So she wants to do the DNA test and she wants to find out what's the truth. Um, they're just all scared, which I can understand. Does the kid know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the kid knows that your husband might not be his dad. Yep. Okay. And so as a result of all of this, I actually lost that friendship with that lady. And I just found out last Thursday the reason why. And that is because they were taking my husband's son to meet with the pastor for counseling. And he basically told the pastor that the reason why he tried to hit me was on self-defense. And I had warned all of them, my husband, the one that was supposed to be my friend and the pastor himself, that he will pull this trick because his sister had already done it. Right. And the reason I met with the pastor was because in December, right before Christmas, my four-year-old tells me, mommy, one day I was passing by his room and he said, that he wanted to kill us all with a knife. Now, there's no way a four-year-old can make up a story like that. I'm sorry. Wow. And I was like, look, uh, it's not safe. But my husband, for the most part, he just has nothing to say. He's just like, he feels like he's stuck. Right. Between a rock and a hard place. And I, it, that's understandable. But clearly, your son needs help. His son needs to know some truth and he needs somebody to discipline him and put him in his place and he needs help. And I don't know what else he needs. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, and I can understand, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm sympathetic to the fact that he was alienated and that's not his fault. I doubt whether or not his mom really sexually abused him because I believe that you know, he could be doing that just for attention. It wouldn't be the first time a kid was that with something like that. And he already knew that his sister did it to gain something. And she got what she wanted out of accusing me. So I don't know. It's so complex. But at this point, neither one of them are allowed to come to my house, uh, especially his son. I don't trust him around my kids. My mom and grandma many times so behaviors towards my kids from, from him, the way he would look at them or how he would paint them and then act like he didn't do anything to them. And so my mom was never happy with me bringing him to live with us. <laughs> and so now it's kind of like that regret. Like, oh, I should have listened to my mom and I should have listened to my dad. The stepdaughter accused you of abuse and then the stepson does. Did DSS or anything ever get involved with those accusations or did it stay within the family? Well, with, the, with his daughter, it's still within the family. With his son, I hope it stays uh-huh. with the pastor. <laughs> but my friend did believe him because he, she stopped talking to me completely and told my husband that he was a good kid, that he was just a regular teenager and that she, he's not capable of doing those things that I mentioned to her. Who did he tell that he was going to kill y'all? Us. Okay, so he told y'all that. Mm-hmm. And I have a letter, too. And y'all just never told anybody as far as authorities or... Authority-wise, no. Okay, okay. I just looked for counseling, but that didn't help. Well, how long has it been since they've been out of the home? Or since he's been out of the home? Over seven months. Seven months, almost eight. Do you see him coming back or anything? Oh, what do you mean? Do you think in the future? Oh, no. Never again. I can't do it. Sorry. Does your husband still see him at all? And just not not at the home? Yes. He sees him outside of the home. Okay. How often does he see him? Uh, Weekly. He sees him weekly. Okay. Does he just take him out to dinner or something like that? 
he goes to, well, before he was going to the friend's house, now he goes to the daughter's house. And you have no contact with them whatsoever? No. Actually, about two, three weeks ago, well, after we met with his daughter, I suggested that we will all tell him that he was going to move with his sister. And we met him. I told him that I was sorry for the mistakes that I made, for having so many high expectations, for treating him like my own. But I never disrespected him. Yes, I'm firm. Yes, I'm strict. But so am I with the rest of my children. And that that was my biggest mistake to try to discipline him and try to treat him like my own. What did he say? Nothing. He never spoke to me one bit. Wow. And at that point, I told him and his sister, I said, look, I release you both from calling me stepmom. I release you both from identifying as stepchildren. I said, if you guys don't see me as one, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to. You can just view me as your father's wife. Just respect me as that. But if you want to see my children, specifically to him, I said, there's a lot you need to work on before I can allow you to be around them. And as far as his daughter, and for her, she knows that she cannot be around until she gets married because we're raising our children completely different. And we don't want them to think that, oh, it's okay if she did it, we can go and do the same thing. As far as, you know, leaving the house, go live with the boyfriend and get pregnant and be okay with that. That's not our beliefs as Christians. So do you think she will get married? We'll see. (laughs) Supposedly they've been talking about it, but. Yeah. Supposedly they were repented. And I told her this. I said, if you really are repented, I said, first of all, you wouldn't be leaving with him. Or you will get married or you will stop having sex because that's true repentance. You don't continue to live in sin and repent every day from your sin and continue to live in sin. That's not how God works. So she said she was going to. And so I said, well, once you got once you bring me that license, you can be around your siblings again. Right. But until then, and my husband agrees with that, too. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, he agrees with that. At first, he was not on board until he you know, he went and, and seek out some wise counsel and he was like, well, you know, it's just not, if she's living in sin and it's, that's going to be a big thing that to your younger siblings, children, because they're going to say, oh, well, that's normal. Right. But your kids, and I just want to throw this out there, but your kids are going to go to school. My kids don't go to school. (laughs) Oh, you homeschool your kids? You call, we homeschool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if well, if your kids went to school, they would see other kids that are doing things that are going to be different than how you're raising your kids. And you can't always remove that negative influence on your kids. And I agree, but I don't want it to come from a sibling. Right. It's that, not that, the same that's where when I, it comes from a sibling than when it comes to a friend. Right. And that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you are no longer a stepmom. Nope. (laughs) And it's like I told my husband, I said, what would happen tomorrow if you were to die? God forbid. Your parents don't want him back. His mom is not capable of caring for him. I said, who's supposed to stay with him? Because I'm not going to. I have no legal responsibility over him. And what did he say? He, to this day, he can answer that question. Yeah. Is he living with the sister now? Yes. Okay. As of two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And how far away does she live from y'all? About 30 minutes. Okay, so not too far. No. Does your husband ever blame you for his kids not coming around or he's in complete agreement? He doesn't blame me, but there were a couple of times where we had arguments where he said that I just hate his son. Right. And I said, really? I said, well, I, I said... Hey, sure, it doesn't look like that to me because if I hated him that much, I would have never asked you to come, you know, to bring him to live with us, to give him a family, to give him stability. I said, it isn't my fault that he was poisoned because not only did his witch mom poison him, but also my husband's mom would always tell them she's never going to be your mom. Mm -hmm. She could never be your mom and you, she'll never love you like a mom and stuff like that. So, Wow. They had double poisoning. Yes. Yes. And so we're seeing the fruits of that. 
And so yeah. eventually, I, I think his denial went away when he realized that this is true. And, and so the daughter also told him that, you know, there were times where you guys would go on dates and you would leave me with, with them. And I would go to the bathroom and I would come back and the kids would be complaining that your son did this or that. And he will always deny it. But I never wanted you guys to take away the privilege of me being like a, a, a big sister and staying with them. So I never said anything. Oh. So she saw it too. She knows it too. Right. So that there's a there's a different dynamic though with her towards my kid kids than him towards my kids. She genuinely loves them and she cares for them. And she wanted her brother to come live with her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that'll work out. Is he in counseling or anything? <sighs> I don't know anymore. I don't I don't ask anymore. I I stood away from from it. I know that he was going to counseling with the pastor, and that's when he said that I abused him. But I don't know if he's still going to counseling. She said she was going to try to get him help. But I used to take him to counseling all the time. and That's a big responsibility for her to want to take on, don't you think? Well, this is how I look at it. Again, if dad was not around and mom is not around, who's next? Yeah. Not me. Yeah. She's 22. So, and that's, let's say like this is right now. That's the only true relative she knows she has. What piece of advice being in the situation that you're in now, what piece of advice would you give someone getting ready to get into a blended family as a stepmom? Uh, honestly, I would say run away because it's hard. <laughs> It is hard. It, it is hard. But besides that, no, what else would she say? It it's, it's not, you know, because I went in thinking, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be a family. I don't have any kids right now. So it's going to be great because I want to have children to love and care for. But I would say just take things very slow, mm -hmm. very slowly and pay attention to everything. Because if the children are young, there's a lot of immaturity. If there's alienation, Honestly, I would say run away, but if, because alienation, it's so difficult to deal with. How do you break from that? Just to clarify, you mean alienation from bio mom keeping the kids from dad or bio mom being away? Well, like in my case, alienation happened by bio mom putting her kids against me. I just wanted to clarify. But also towards the dad, but not as much as the dad mm -hmm. as she did to me. But those situations are difficult because it'll take that person years to realize mm -hmm. that the parent was not being truthful. Yeah. Because they're brainwashed. But it will be take it slowly, listen to your gut. If you believe in God, ask God to show you if this is really, you know, where you need to be. And then if he says yes, then you, you know that you're in for a challenging lifestyle. Mm -hmm. especially if, because, you know, back in the days we were great. The kids used to love me. It was all great until I had to become, I guess, the parent. Until you had to become the disciplinarian. Yeah. Yep. And so I would say, do not discipline the children. Always send them back to the dad. Natural from day one. Period. Yes. yes. <laughs> that would be my advice. Natural from day one. And let the dad step in into his role or the mom, whatever the case may be. And let them see things for themselves. I don't know if it was you. Are you in our Facebook group? Yes. Somebody posted something. I don't know if it was you. You don't have to say that it was because somebody could find you. So don't say it was <laughs> you now that I think about it. But there was somebody that posted about being alienated, parental alienation as a step mm -hmm. parent. And someone said, there can't be parental alienation because you're not their parent. And I thought about that because at first I was like, yeah, there can't be parental alienation if you're not the parent. But then there can be alienation and it can be step-parent alienation. Absolutely. Yes, because it would look like, for instance, in my case, oh, you know why your dad's not here? Your dad's not here because of her. Right. Do you know why your dad's not here or why your dad and I are not together? Your dad and I are not together because of that child that your dad and her had. Right. Which is what happened here. 
Right. You know why your dad left you? Your dad left you because of that one child. He doesn't love you. He loves that one child. And what is she doing? Creating this hate in this child's heart towards the sibling. Right. Towards the sibling and towards you and towards towards dad. Yep. You said this in the beginning, and I just want to clarify. Has she given the kids the impression that you're the reason the parents aren't together anymore? Who, the mom? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She blames it on you. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Till this day. If you bring up the subject and the, and the cause. Yep. It has nothing to do with her. Oh, of course not. Of course not. And the kids know the story because my husband was very open with them and told them how everything transpired. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough in their minds because that's not what. That's not what they've they been were fed. fed. Yep. And so about right before she, his daughter moved out of the house the last time, mm-hmm. they both told me, we would rather see your, my dad break up with you and go back with my mom. Mind you, we're like five kids and I'm like, oh, yeah, nice try. Go ahead. Yeah. in my head I was like you guys will go first before I go in my kids and that may sound ugly but no no that doesn't sound ugly I get what you're saying I think maybe somewhere deep inside every kid longs for their parents to get back together even if it was a bad relationship that their parents had because they don't remember that bad yeah. Well, his daughter does remember. She knows that it was bad. She'll tell you. But she still would rather them get back together, everything be bad, than him be with you. I, I don't think she feels that way anymore. Okay. And I think with her now becoming a parent, uh-huh. um, Things she's, are beginning, change. Be, she's beginning to see. As a matter of fact, she stood up for me twice with this one friend that she's no longer my friend. But um, she stood up to me twice because she asked me. Oh, have she met him? Have she seen him again? Has she called him? Has she apologized to him? And I'm like, what do I need to apologize for? Hold on. (laughs) And she said, well, first of all, it's not her responsibility to call him. She's not his mom. Right. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) Do your kids ever ask what happened to the stepkids? Barely ever. But my kids know that the boy used to disrespect me. My kids were there when he tried to hit me every time. Right. And I spoke to, I think it was Laura uh, Petherbridge. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think I spoke to her briefly and I shared her, my story with her because I was desperate in need of counseling or something because I, I was not sure if my marriage was going to make it through. Right. And she told me, you know, that here in California, if you would have called CPS or CHOP, you know, whatever it's called here. Right. If you would have called them. Over there in California, they would have removed him and put him in the system because that is domestic violence. And I was like, oh, wow, I never knew that. And I told, I told my husband, I said, you ever bring him back? Because he wanted to bring him back to live with us. And I'm like, I cannot live like that. Right. I can't. And I'm sorry. I had to put, I was like in this predicament. You know what? I told him like th- two times. I said, the day that he told me that, he, that I hate his son. The next day I said, just give me money because I'm a stay-at-home mom, right? So I don't Mm -hmm. have money. (laughs) I said, just give me money and I'll leave tomorrow with my children. I never said, well, you're going to have to leave. I said, I will leave with my kids because I cannot live like this. My home is supposed to be my sanctuary, my safe haven. If you're telling me that I have to live with somebody I don't feel safe around, then it's no longer a safe haven. Right. And like you said, your husband has realized a lot of this stuff now right yeah now he does yeah yeah and so i had told him i said you bring him back and he tries to hit me i'm calling the cops on him and i am not i'm going to press charges and i will show them that letter and he will be in juvenile detention i'm not going to care i'm not going to feel bad anymore because there's one thing when you know they're innocent and they're doing things without knowing but you know he's not innocent he's 15 he knew exactly what he was doing yeah. It it does sound like he might would benefit from counseling though. Hopefully if they find a good counselor. Yeah. Because I took him for almost a year and nothing helped. Yeah. I even took him to this amazing track coach that they have here where we live. He's amazing and his values are just like mine. His rules are just like mine. And I was like, well, maybe this will open his eyes that I'm not the only crazy lady 
mm-hmm. that has high standards. Nothing. He was getting ready to get kicked out of the the thing for not following up with what the coach demands. Wow. So I don't know. And I'm not saying he's a bad kid. Right. He just has a lot of issues that yeah. he needs to deal with. And he needs to let go. And hopefully now that his sister and him are together and she has been able to overcome a lot of that, she can help him overcome it. Yeah, that's true too. Well, husband's wife, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story and keep us posted and let us know if anything changes. Will do. All right. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. David, I often wonder if your kids had a voodoo doll on me. Um, no, that was me that had the voodoo doll. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would explain why you always like to lay down so much. Here we go, cracking on my napping again. <laughs> I was like Every time I throw that voodoo doll in the closet, Laura's like, I'm going to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a nap coming on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we joke about that, but... From my understanding and my limited knowledge of voodoo dolls, they can be real. You you say that questioning? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. That's that's outside of my knowledge base. I have yeah. no idea. I know I got these cute little Spider Man things one time that looked like voodoo people, and then I started thinking if they were like voodoo people, so I got rid of them. Well, you want hurt Spider Man? You don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. It was cute. (laughs) I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen them like sometimes they make them where they stick on your refrigerator or whatever. And they're like just string. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's the, the doll itself that matters as much as the whole ritual around it and all that. So I think you could potentially have a anti voodoo, non voodoo doll. (laughs) A non voodoo voodoo doll. Yeah. A non voodoo voodoo doll. A nacho voodoo doll. A, um, what do they call it when something doesn't, uh, inert, inert voodoo doll. Oh gosh. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't actually do it whatever. I don't know. Anyway, I'm rambling. If you have a voodoo doll of your stepkid, please contact us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the nacho voodoo doll. Or okay. if you have found a voodoo doll of yourself that your stepkid has. <laughs> Can you explain this to me? <laughs> explain this to me. Yeah. What are, what are all these pins in this thing for? <laughs> no wonder my neck's been hurting. Yeah. I don't know how, didn't that, you know how they come up with the acupuncture? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> be like, she's supposed to be hurting, but she's feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> that will save you some money. You just pick up the doll and stick the needle where you hurt. And there you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do have one announcement before we let y'all go. You know, if you could do that, though, like I could do my own <laughs> chiropractic work and everything. You'll let me pick up that dog. Oh, I feel so good. I thought All it was right. funny when the chiropractor the other night at your CRG meeting adjusted the stuffed animal for the kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like the fact that he let me pick up that heavy table and move it, looking at me like, I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to get me hurt, so I'll come see you. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. One announcement. It is almost time for the third Ultimate Step Family Summit. Really? Yes. September 14th through September the 16th. Where's this going to be? Online. Oh, okay. You got a link to it? I do. Nachokids.com slash the Step Family Summit. Sweet. Yes. Join us. We will be there. And I think there's 20 other speakers. Goodness. A lot of information. And it's free. F-R-E-E. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> four-letter word with an F that you can say. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not too awake yet. I just woke <laughs> up from my nap. <laughs> yeah. I got to get that booted out of the closet. Yeah, I am still feeling tired. You might want to hurry up. <laughs> All right. So, again, join us and Claudette Chenevere, <laughs> the stepmom coach, as she hosts the third 
Step Family Summit. Is it third annual or just third? Third annual. Okay. Actually, I think I got an email from her today about doing a men's panel. So there's going to be a, a men's only, not version, what would you say? Men's only uh, session. Portion. Yeah, portion. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, cool. Must be something Lori volunteered me for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says 21 speakers, 400 plus years of experience combined. Good law. <laughs> Doesn't that make us all feel old? I know. That sounds we crazy. Make up, we make up a fourth of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Claudette and Bernard's been together forever. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So, yeah, they make up a half of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get David out for here. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening and join us again next week. Remember that life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.